Hey everyone, I'm Leah Jacobson, and if you use essential oils, you've come to the right place. As a certified clinical aromatherapist with over a decade of experience, I'll be guiding you with practical information without learning complicated chemistry. This will ensure that you and your family stay safe while enjoying the benefits of essential oils. Enjoy season four of the podcast as we read through my latest book, Using Essential Oils Safely. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Well, it's this time of year. We have certain questions that we are sure to have come up um, at different times of the year. And it seems like around this time we get asked about the flu bomb, which I've gone over before. And for some reason around this time, also we start to hear about the morphine bomb. So if you haven't heard about that, and if you are interested in knowing what the safety is for the morphine bomb, then keep listening. First of all, I'm going to read a pending post from Debbie, who says that she was stunned by the recipe. As an RN for 42 years, training in aromatherapy, background in neurology, board certified, this was being suggested for neuralgia, pain, other associated disorders, and put into a gel cap to ingest with no consideration for how the essential oils would be released directly in the stomach, thus potentially causing significant damage to the stomach and lining. Please ask questions, read, use educational information here before you go in this direction. And then she shared what the morphine bomb is. Now, I have seen variances on the morphine bomb, but here is one example of a common one. It is suggested to put in a 10 mil roller, 20 drops of marjoram, 20 drops of lemongrass, 20 drops of copaiba, and 10 drops of frankincense essential oils. So that is 70 drops, and then it's suggested to top in a 10 mil roller, or it's suggested to use two drops of each in a veggie cap and take with food. So let's first of all look at these essential oils and what the safety is of the individual essential oils and then talk about topical use or ingesting. So first of all, we have marjoram. And my first question is, which one? So there are a couple of different kinds of marjoram. Let's go ahead and I'm just gonna show you what those kinds are. We have Spanish. Um, let me see what we have here. And we have sweet as well. Let me find this just so I can show you. See, this is my kind of marked up coffee. Um, so we have, actually we have three kinds. We also have wild, I forget about wild. So we have three different kinds. So we have Spanish marjoram, which is for 10 years and older and it's not safe around pets either. We have sweet marjoram, which is the safe one. And then we have wild marjoram, which is safe for all ages, but it is anticoagulant, so it is blood thinning. So if you are using aspirin, if you are on blood thinners, if you have bleeding disorders, if you are prone to nosebleeds before and after surgery, all of this stuff, um, it can cause problems really for anyone, but especially for you. It also has interactions when you ingest um, if you are on diabetes medication and it's not safe for pets. 
Also, it has a topical max dilution of 1.2% or 4.3%, depending on the chemotype. So not only are there different kinds of essential oils or species, but there's also different chemotypes within those species. So for me to read this recipe, 20 drops of marjoram, I don't know what kind that is. And you may not know what kind they mean either. And what if you have wild marjoram? And what if it's a topical max of 1.2% in a blood thinner and you are using 20 drops in a 10 mil roller bottle not properly diluted? I mean, that is a really high dilution. That's 70 drops in a 10 mil roller, which holds 200 drops total. So we're looking at a, what? I don't even know, 40%. I can't do math that fast, but it is a super, super high dilution. It's, I would say, so what, 70%, so like a 35% dilution or so. Um, my math may be a little wrong on that, but I know a five mil is one teaspoon, about 100 drops. And if you have 70 out of 100 drops of essential oil, that is a 70% dilution. And if you were doubling that carrier, it's going to be around 35 or so percent. That is a really high dilution. So if 20 drops of that, um, is marjoram and it happens to be the blood thinning kind with a 1.2% topical max, you're going to have problems. The other issue here is lemongrass essential oil. Now, lemongrass essential oil has a 0.7% topical max and also has drug interactions when ingested. So you are definitely prone to topical irritation if you are using this recipe, which is pretty butchered. Now, copaiba is in fact going to be helpful for pain. That is a great one for pain. Frankincense can be useful for, for pain also, but because it is more of an anti-aging essential oil and it's so expensive, I prefer to use it for anti-aging purposes and not pain. So we have a suggestion to add all of these essential oils to your 10 mil roller. Um, thankfully, there are there is some carrier involved, but not very much. There's a lot of essential oils in here. Um, and then there's a suggestion to add it to a veggie cap and take it with food. So, you know, again, we have topical maxes here that are involved. We have drug interactions that are involved and you could be setting yourself up for not feeling that great. So ironically, this is supposed to be helpful for pain and it could actually cause topical, topical or internal pain if you are using this recipe. Listen, if you want help with essential oils, if you want help knowing which essential oils are good for pain, you need to look for essential oils that have therapeutic properties that match up with the issue that you are wanting to address. In this case, you want analgesic essential oils. That means essential oils that are going to help you with pain. Now, I just realized a couple of months ago, I actually published a guide to pain that has the essential oils that you need to look for when looking for essential oils to help with pain. Now, a lot of people, when they're throwing up recipes like this morphine bomb, it seems like they're picking the essential oils at complete random. Like they're not actually looking at, okay, what does this essential oil have therapeutically? What are the constituents inside of this essential oil that are going to point us to the therapeutic properties so that we know that these essential oils are actually going to be effective and then also take into consideration the safety. So you need to make sure they work and you need to make sure they are safe. So in my opinion, this recipe is a fail. <laughs> it's not that going to be that great for pain. It's, it could be way worse, but there's a lot of safety issues involved here. So you want to look for essential oils that are going to be 
have analgesic properties that are going to be useful for pain and that aren't going to have the adverse reactions and that you are using them appropriately. This high of a dilution is not appropriate, especially when containing a couple of essential oils that have a high topical max. Also, ingesting is not appropriate for this issue. If you have pain, then you want to use essential oils topically, but you want to use the appropriate dilution. We have plenty of recipes inside of the club also. They're already formulated. They're amazing for pain, appropriate dilutions, safe for all ages, just absolutely amazing. So please listen, do not rely on social media for reliable and safe essential oil recipes. You're not going to find that. You're just not going to. There are so many unsafe recipes out there. So if you have questions, ask inside this group. We do have a few recipes inside of the Learning Center, which you can get to by going to leahjacobson.com. And then, of course, we have over 250 amazing, expertly blended, formulated recipes that are safe for everybody, with the exception of a couple that are a little bit high of a dilution, aren't going to be the greatest for children under the age of six. So there's a couple of those in there. And I give you ways to actually use those with children under the age of six. Most of them are going to be safe for every single person. So check those out inside of the club, leahjacobson.com slash club for more information. And listen, if you are an RN, like Debbie, who presented this um, recipe for us, if you are an RN, if you are a chiropractor, a massage therapist, if you are a health professional in any capacity and you want access to formulations, if you would like to create them, if you would like my approval, if you would like my literal badge of approval saying you know your stuff so your customers can feel comfortable, I highly encourage you to apply for enrollment into Essential Oil Safety Academy. Just takes a minute or two. It's absolutely free to apply. We'll see if you are a good fit. And if you are, then I'll invite you to my private training on Thursday. So go ahead to eosafetyacademy.com. Again, looking for healthcare professionals or those of you aspiring to be them. Also, if you are selling essential oils and you have a downline, if you have customers, if you are responsible for people, then you could be a good fit too. So go ahead and check that out and I'll leave the links below. But otherwise, I hope you learned something about that morphine bomb and skip it. Thanks. This is Leah Jacobson, empowering you to use essential oils safely. I hope you learned something new today. Tell a friend about our podcast so they can learn too. All episodes are available at leahjacobson.com slash podcast. To get a signed copy of my book or to access the course, which contains even more information, jump on over to my website, leahjacobson.com slash book or slash course for those resources.